A very warm welcome. My name is William Stringer. I am a radio host for 98.9 Jet FM and also a realtor for Royal LePage in the Comox Valley. I'm Darren Howlett, co-host of the Edible Valley podcast <laughs> and co-owner of Locals Restaurant. And I'm chef and host Jonathan Fraser. And today we're talking about Niji. This is the Edible Valley podcast. Do you ever wonder where your food comes from? That's what got us started on this adventure. In each episode, we ask experts to weigh in on the food topics that matter to you, from growers to producers to chefs. And I challenge John, Darren, and you to learn more about your food and the stories behind it. From our hub on Vancouver Island in the beautiful Comox Valley, join us as we explore our edible valley. And a very good day to you. We've got a great one for you today. Uh, the, the best bit about this is we've got some serious difficulty with name pronunciations. <laughs> yeah. I'm Darren. I'm just chuck you with a new guest. Darren Howlett. <laughs> <laughs> No. It's like, <laughs> uh, so let's set the stage. So um, we have talked about these two before, mm-hmm. as in uh, I went up to go to, see, uh, to a dinner up in Cumberland. Yeah. And there was a lineup of 70 people in front of me. Yeah, I heard, <laughs> I, I heard about this. So sometimes this is a small valley, only 70,000 people, nothing around us. Mm-hmm. And some things just permeate everywhere yeah. in terms of news. And I heard about this from like eight different sources. I'm like, this must be amazing. So it's ah. great to be sat with you right now. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, like, well, why don't we go back? First off, I've got a question, and then we can maybe go into all of this. The, the first question I have is Niji. I had to actually look it up, even though I've, you know, I've had a little bit of Japanese in my life. I used to jet tutor Japanese, but I did not know Niji means rainbow. And what brought you to naming Niji Niji? I think, uh, I think the biggest thing was, you know, we, we just want to focus on inclusivity. Um, you know, when we talked about our business plan in the beginning, we were talking about target markets and our target market is everyone. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. we want to uh, bring in all walks of life. I think the Valley is so uh, diverse with, you know, a lot of people moving here and a lot of, um, you know, d- different facets. And so right. it, it kind of Niji rainbow just kind of encompasses everyone. And we just yeah. kind of want to embrace that. For sure. Yeah, that, that's great. Um, and as I think maybe we should go over too how we uh, how it all came to be. I mean, maybe you can give us the backstory in a bit. But as William was saying, a couple of weeks ago, you guys did a pop-up dinner at Ryder's Pizza. You sort of took over the kitchen, did this pop-up dinner. And yeah, it was the talk of the town because you had this lineup around the line. Everybody Ooh, wanted to get in. Nobody let's could. talk <laughs> about the food. Yeah. What and kind then of food are we doing? And then, and there's another follow-up yet to come. So, like, obviously, this is doing very well. Uh, yeah, let's let's talk about that. Heidi, this is you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's funny because when we actually first agreed to do a pop-up with riders or out of their um, establishment, there, Matt and I originally thought we were doing a casual pop-up dinner for about twenty people on a slow, sleepy Monday in Cumberland. <laughs> and, well, that was exactly the opposite of what happened there. But right. um, as far as what we are offering out, and it's it's actually kind of selfish. It's everything that we love to eat. Is, is basically what we're doing. So we we talk about it a lot in that we don't want to, uh, we're not focusing on authentic recipes per se. We're, we're focusing on being an 
authentic people and and mm -hmm. just having big flavors and big fun it's always about fun it's that's huge for us i yeah. love that i i love when there's something that comes from a root and then every decision gets made from that really simple right. concept pretty yeah. much if yeah. anybody who's seen our menu knows there's a lot of tongue-in-cheek jokes and <laughs> and anybody who knows matt and i know that we're not very very serious people yeah <laughs> i immediately I, I, when i was able to get in on this the second time the second pop-up uh i did giggle at and snicker at all the video game references in the, in the menu <laughs> that was pretty good and then there was a couple of movie references too i so yeah, it was fun. It was fun menu, which uh, carries through, right? It, you you you're sitting there, you're eating, and you're just immediately are already having fun, picking things out. It just makes for an enjoyable experience. So we're gonna get to what the core concept of this is gonna be and what it's gonna turn into here in the valley. That's very exciting, but. Talk us through a little bit how this how this night went because it's that if anyone's a fan of Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares, you are in no way someone that would be on that show. But they do are well known for absolutely flooding a right. kitchen team with a, you know a triple seating and hundreds of people, including you know mayors and all that. Right. And so it, I kind of got that feeling like you did very very well, but you actually got hit with a lot of people. It's the classic successful opening. <laughs> We were not prepared, but we, we, were, we were so lucky to have the gang with us, supporting us, um, the crew from Riders. We pretty much grabbed them and said, you know, let's do this. They didn't have a choice. And uh, we had to really keep people working with us. And, you know, big thanks to them, of course. Um, it, it just, like I said, we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know if we were going to serve, like I said, 20 people. We ended up serving... 200 people and running out of food and uh, you know it, it was it was a good problem to have but you know we had a lot of support and we had to send a lot of people away unfortunately that had driven across town to support us so that was that was the hard part that was <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. That's right. I, I was I remember coming in at I think it was 5:30 and uh, as I came in and um, there was a lineup and they were like even though you're solo it's still going to be about a two-hour wait. And I, I and a couple of people behind me were kind of dejected by that, and I was like, "Well, we just wanted to support them, but obviously they're extremely well supported, so this is a win for everybody. It's okay; we can, you know, come back some other time. It's all good." Yeah, we'll get them on the Edible Valley podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, so thank you. Yeah, so so you've done the one pop up, and you've done you've done another pop up. To what end? And is there another? And then also, where does that go? I guess, yeah, we did the second one. It was a success. We learned from the first one. We learned from the second one. And now we're just kind of looking forward. We've got, you know, lots of momentum. And uh, we want to kind of keep that going in the right direction. I think the end, uh, you know, we're end uh, uh, goal would be to find a brick-and-mortar location. And, um, you know, we, we really do. We love Cumberland. And we, we feel that it's kind of where we want to be with our... Our, uh, our food and our product um, but yeah for the summer and we're just kind of trying to get our name out there get our dumplings and noodles and <laughs> our, our dishes you know to feed as many people as possible and yeah so we're, we're looking at some of the markets maybe in the summer and uh, yeah, a couple ideas but we're just we're taking a break today forgive <laughs> <laughs> me for going back a little bit but i'm really interested in this when the going got tough on that night when you got really busy and you were expecting what was the number you were expecting roughly we didn't have a number per se. I think we had cooked about 150 dishes. Okay, in the end, that was over that when we ran dumplings. out. Yeah. Okay. Um, so in the in the moment, when did you start to realize this was going to be a busy night for you? 
we opened at 4.30, and what would you say, Heidi? We had a 70-person wait list by just after 5. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So things kind of escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> you, you definitely had that deer-in-the-headlight look when I caught your eye when I walked in. You're like, oh. <laughs> that was great. Wow. And then what did you do? You obviously, did, did everything come out smoothly as 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 seems that it did or behind the scenes was that were there a few rocky moments you know there's always rocky moments <laughs> in the restaurant you industry <laughs> <laughs> but you know what again it was the team it's a bunch of fantastic people that yeah. we all just weathered it and with smiles and loving looks of support and Nate didn't, uh, from uh, riders there, he didn't hesitate to grab an apron and jump online and help right. us out, oh, and God bless his soul, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. And it, it must have gone all right in the end because the whole team offered to come back and help us with our second event, too. Yeah. So well, that's always a good sign. Yeah, no, no one was, we didn't scare anyone away. <laughs> that, is, that is wonderful, though. I mean, yeah. that shows a really good uh, system mm-hmm. in place when everyone actually, it can go that way, and everyone gets their head down, digs deep, works together and gets on with it that's you know it's very it's only too easy for everything to fall apart when it's like that and it's it's very difficult to put it back together again absolutely a bit of a bit so so yeah i congratulate you on that for sure (laughs) and where was the second one uh we did it at uh we were lucky enough to do it at riders pizza again right yeah so like i said we did the same the same team uh, approached it a little bit differently we did a a reservation system and uh, like a three-course menu um so that had its which was fantastic. Positives and again, it's negatives. Uh, there was a lot more prep involved, and there right. was a lot uh, longer, longer service. But uh, I think it was a little bit more smooth, and I don't think I, I think that uh, we w- we would do a system like that again in the future. Yeah, I yeah. had to. Uh, I had to have a couple extra cocktails on. <laughs> they were fantastic cocktails. Yeah, and the, I'm still dreaming about those cherries you had that were in the. Secret ingredient. I, yeah. I, I want to say, oh, can we hone in on that? Can we hone in on that? Uh, this is a food podcast. So what are they, uh, okay, from your side of things, then, John, these cherries, talk to me. Oh, they were just beautiful. What was the? It was like a. It was sort of an old-fashioned style drink. What was it? What were you calling that again? The hayushiki. Oh dear. <laughs> It was it was the Japanese word for godfather, wasn't it? Is that the the translate? I can't God, think of Japanese it. Japanese word. It's Japanese old yeah. fashioned. Anyways, you're exactly right. It was just an old fashioned done with a, um, a Japanese whiskey, which is a little bit more mild than a bourbon or you know a, a Canadian whiskey. So we had to, to use a little bit of a, a spiced syrup in there to give it a little bit of kick, and then of course. Heidi's famous cherries that yeah. everyone seemed to love. I've got jars of them, just so you know. Do you? You let, you let me know. And, and Heidi, is there, I mean, are you going to give anything away about this? Absolutely not. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, I've got to say, I've been envious of your whole strategy, of your whole rollout. I think that it's it's brilliant. And if I, if I could have ever go, go back and do what I did in the past to get to here, I'd do it the way that you've done it, which I thought was really smart you know you've you've got a menu that you've decided that you want to work with you want to bring it to everybody so you do this pop-up to get some feedback to get some you know get some interest get everybody tasting it talking about it and then you take that feedback and you incorporate it for the follow-up and then you take that feedback and follow for the so by the time that you actually are in a brick and mortar location not only does everybody know who you are everybody's tasted the food and knows how amazing it is 
uh, you've got it refined down to exactly what you want to do and you know what aren't, mm. you know, what things maybe could have used a little tweaking. You don't have to go through those first few weeks panicking in your restaurant. Uh, oh, well, we got to change this. People aren't responding to that. Or we got to adjust this because people aren't responding yeah. to that. Yeah. I think I think it's brilliant. I think it's great. By the time you get in, you're just already off and running. So It's almost like a, a couple of pre-soft launches. Right. And then you have your soft launch, if you mm. want, and then you have your grand opening. Yeah. And then Bob's your uncle, you're away. So, so yeah, so when, when did you guys come up with this? I, I mean, I know that you guys aren't from the valley to begin with, but you're from the island, and uh, you sought out here seeing that this was the perfect place to open your shop. Like, wh where did the seeds of that start? I think yeah. we kind of fell in love with the, uh, the Comox Valley when we, when we were young, but uh, in the last five, six years, spent all of our spare time and money uh, coming to the valley, we really kind of grew on uh, Cumberland because yeah. we're, we're mountain bikers and we're skiers and just kind of love the little little town feel. And uh, yeah, so we moved up about two, two and a half years ago into the valley and, um, and it, this was kind of always our plan and to try to get something going. Um, you know, we, we're, we're both from Victoria um, and worked in the restaurant industry for a hundred years. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, it just kind of was, it was time. It was time to move, yeah. um, and then, yeah, we haven't looked back. We we love all our friends and family in in Victoria, but we just have really kind of embracing the valley, and yeah. uh, and that that was the plan to get, you know, work for ourselves at some point, you know, yeah. hopefully, and uh, so that's kind of where we've been directing our energy. That's fantastic. Wow. Yeah. So I haven't I I haven't been there. Mm -hmm. So I would actually like to know if there's anything that ties your food together. I know it's the things that you love to make. Mm -hmm. Is there any other thing that kind of ties them together? I don't know. How do you think it's just, it's obviously all Asian influenced, but. Okay. It, yeah, it's definitely all Asian influenced, but then it's always, it has a lot to do with what we enjoy after we do the activities that are that we're blessed with here in wow. the valley in the sense like after we get off our mountain bikes and it's november and we're sopping wet i want a big hot spicy soup and <laughs> in the summertime you know at, when we're mountain biking <laughs> you know i want a, a beer and a big hot soup, you know it's, i love that yeah I love that. it's almost like you could do like instead of wine pairings you could do activity pairings mm -hmm. exactly that's that's a hundred percent it actually i absolutely love yeah. that i've never that's heard of that before wow but um, heidi is the uh, the the mastermind behind all of the recipes and she'll wake up in the morning and research a dish and she goes to bed at night researching dishes and <laughs> we eat a lot of noodles and we eat, <laughs> we eat a, a lot of marinated uh, meats and uh, and so it's just it's a big part of our life and it's what like I said what like what we like to eat but uh, definitely kind of taking influence from different cultures and um, you know right. different flavor profiles and uh, kind of just being flexible that way how well, we, yeah. Sorry, Dan. I was going to say we appreciate your effort because everything I've eaten so far was fantastic. <laughs> how much of the menu is a is a menu that you can order a la carte, and how much is on a fresh sheet? Well, I think that we're hoping eventually to have like a core number of sort of big hits that everybody kind of likes, but. 
I have a little bit more excitement in life than Matt does, and he has to control that. So we, and that is where our features will come in. So oh, that's, amazing. that's where I can play. That's awesome. I think that's a key to repeat business too, is, is fr- keeping it fresh. You know, yeah. you can have your, your staples and, uh, but we really want to, you know, embrace what's fresh, what's different, what's new and kind of introduce people to different things. It keeps people coming back to, you know, oh, that's to true. learn about Absolutely. different food and, and try n- new flavors. Oh, of course. Yeah, it always surprises me how many people go into a restaurant. Like, obviously, I've got big connections with the Atlas and right here at Locals as well. How many regulars come in and they're like, what's on the fresh sheet? Whereas I, mm. I am just, I go in and I'll have the same meal every day until <laughs> I die. But there are so many people that, yeah. that just have that faith in the chefs, in in their way of looking at things, and they know, yep, yeah, I'll go with whatever they've gone with. And then that gives the chefs this awesome level of creativity that mm-hmm. they can build and grow themselves. Absolutely. It seems great, other than, you know, instead of just kind of the yeah. same things every day. Yeah. So let's just get some mouth-watering out there, and let's talk <laughs> a little bit about the menu that you did for that I got to enjoy because I know you're cringing right there. But you got, it, it was a really, really excellent. I loved how you guys had prepared everything so everyone came in and sort of got the nice little starter to begin with. You want to talk yeah. a little bit about that? Well, I think it's funny because our starter, we came out, um, it was a small Korean cucumber salad and an edamame hummus, which seems to repeat itself in our events because... I freaking love it. (laughs) And in our first event, there was a vegetarian plate, and it was called the Heidi Maintenance Plate, which may be my nickname, but it's something that I like to eat. So that was what... um, what the guests were given as soon as they sat down for a snack while they waited for the rest of their menu. Um, We have had a lot of fun working with dumplings. Um, It's been a bit of a challenge working out of a pizza restaurant, um, making dumplings, and that is why they have been deep fried. (laughs) (laughs) We have about, you know, uh, 20 square feet of a pizza oven that doesn't get turned on in the kitchen, and um, a number of induction burners supporting us to try to to create um, the dishes that we want. So uh, we always try, I always try when we're doing these menus to make sure that there's something that everybody likes Mm -hmm. um, or or that everybody can eat. We always have vegetarian options, vegan options, and gluten-free options. Mm -hmm. Um, And even if you are close enough to me, um, I have a friend who doesn't like cilantro, so I waited for him to come in and then added cilantro to our base stock. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone gets that personal touch, but uh, I happen to like that boy, so <laughs> he got that. Uh, do you think you're, when you do find your permanent location, you're going to have any, anything that is a nod to your beginnings at Riders? Like the deep fried dumplings, for example. <laughs> I hope we'll never have to have deep fried dumplings. <laughs> to be honest, They're delicious. <laughs> I didn't see a complaint in the place that night. Everyone no, was just like, it, we. I can't even believe how well received this concept has been, and that just makes me about the happiest person. So. Right. Yeah, uh, you have a big smile on your face right now. And <laughs> then, and after the dumplings, you went to the. We had the bowls, right? Which yep. you yeah. had the two different bowls you were offering. And uh, the Tan Tan Man, which is, uh, I'm not sure if you enjoyed that or not, but that one is, is basically the richest, most delicious soup that I have ever experienced. And uh, it, uh, 
It is our OG broth, which is um, based on kind of a traditional tonkatsu ramen style um, with a spicy pork and then all sorts of lovely things. Again, uh, there's a pickled mushrooms, pickled shiitake mushrooms in there, which Matt absolutely hates. So he doesn't, those gross. get added afterwards as well. Mushrooms are gross. <laughs> Matt, Matt and I have had many back and forth conversations where I'm a huge lover of mushrooms. Matt, not so much. Not you so see, I'm, I'm liking the deep fried dumplings, so I'm on team Matt now. <laughs> I think this is going to be the idea of this, yeah. this, uh, this concept. Yeah. When we first started planning a menu, even years ago, we were jot down some ideas and, and the dumplings weren't actually on our first menu. I don't think that kind mm -hmm. of evolved recently and everyone loves them. They're fun. You can put all sorts of different flavors in them. So I think they weren't a, an original idea, but they've definitely found a way onto our, our, our menu and our plan because like, like Heidi said, you can, you can alter them to, to fit different diets and right. mushrooms are gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, right. Well, uh, gentlemen, is there, is there, because we're not going to have these guys here forever, is no. there anything you wanted to pick their brains about before no. we... No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just happy for them. I'm just encouraging and happy that, uh, you know, they came to try something out. They had this idea and it was extremely well received and they've got that momentum going forward to be able to keep doing this and touching in mm. with their audience. And then when they do have a brick and mortar location. I mean, people are going to be able to find you guys well throughout the next few months. Well, here's a, let's give the Edible Valley bump here. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, sure. Darren's like, yeah. there's a bump involved? <laughs> <laughs> no, like wh where's the next, where's the next event going to be? We don't have anything planned right now. Um, I would say uh, we're on Instagram. It's we.r.niji. Check it out. Anything is going to be announced on there. And we're also featuring some of our menu items as we experiment and uh, maybe a, a sneak peek into some of our future cocktails too. So I think, yeah, keep an eye on that. We're, we're actively looking for, you know, the, the next step. And uh, yeah, no, we appreciate just kind of all the support. Yeah, right. I know you've been talking to me about a cut. You'd like to, you're looking at maybe doing some outdoor events or maybe doing yeah, some exactly. markets and, and so, getting out there a bit. Yeah, so Niji, or yeah, check out the Niji Instagram. That seems to be the best place for people to find out where you're going to be next. Yeah, absolutely. We have that handle one more time. It's we.r.niji. That's on Instagram. Perfect. Okay. Have you got Facebook for the old people? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> we're working, we're working right. on it. <laughs> We do, we do have a fax machine, though. <laughs> <laughs> you can fax us. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on board. It is great to put face to names, and I'll definitely be in there at some point. Um, team, team Matt, every step of the way. Let's get a fryer on. We'll, we'll keep that fryer going for you. <laughs> Thanks, oh, we, guys. Yeah, we want to thank you so much. And again, thank our team, thank riders, and you know all the support for the, the community has been outstanding. So stay tuned. Yeah. Matt and Heidi from Niji, thank you so much for joining us on the Edible Valley podcast. Should we give him a clap? There's a girl, there we go. I don't know why we ever stopped doing that. There we go. Oh. It's because it's right. a nightmare when I edit, Well, that's <laughs> Okay, well, that's it for the Edible Valley podcast since 2011. I want to keep on shouting about that. Oh my gosh, no, we did podcasts amazing. before people did podcasts. I know. Um, we've, got, we've got some years behind us now. Yeah. yeah you we think do. we'd be better at this by now? Good times. <laughs> yeah. Edible Valley, still winging it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, have a wonderful week, whatever you're up to. We can't wait to see you again 
uh, in a fortnight. Shows every fortnight now. And so, yeah, tune in, binge, listen to it, and always get in touch. You can find us on everywhere. John, actually, this is how old we are. John even got the, the, the URL, ediblevalley.com. Yes, I did. Unbelievable. And I've been looking around the... Uh, sorry, I'm going off a little bit. The other people that have using Edible and Valley in terms of URLs... Yeah, uh, they're all over the states. Big companies, little companies, so and so valley, trying to get around it. But we've got Edible Valley. Yeah. <laughs> so, John, John's been doing this so long. He has no. I was going to go into the Alexander Graham Bell and all that. I know this is getting cut, so it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, my name is William. I'm the producer. I'm Darren Howlett, co-host. <laughs> and I'm Chef Jonathan Fraser. Have a good one. And that wraps up another episode of the Edible Valley podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And a special thanks goes to the local businesses that help support our podcast. They make it possible for us to showcase your local food community. We'd love you to follow us on your preferred social media at Edible Valley, where you can check out our blog, find recipes and tips, behind the scenes, and of course, keep a lookout for where we are going to turn up next in your Edible Valley. <laughs> Do you though? Yeah. Just honestly, it's your okay. podcast. Okay. You can fart down the microphone if you want. Lovely. Do you I see heard that. that. <laughs> oh no! Oh god! <laughs> this is a problem when you do it with locals. Never, never send farts to people that live in your community. It's <laughs> <laughs> another uh, radio lesson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I told him okay. I didn't want to do this, and he's like, "It's okay. I'm going to show you something." <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Oh god. Yeah. Beep 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 beep. Okay, ready again?